Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowe, and myself wrap up our discussion on Article 5 of the Augsburg Confession concerning ministry. Welcome to Being Lutheran Podcast. I'm Pastor Brett Bowe, and I'm joined by Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Brian Rickey. Awesome. So we are rounding out um, our discussion of Augsburg Confession, Article 5. Correct. On ministry. On ministry. And of been, the ministry. Of the ministry. We've been fleshing that out. And uh, we did an Old Testament Bible study last time, last week. And today we're going to do our New Testament episode. And ministry is really pertaining to the means of grace in which God uh, has chosen and provided to deliver the saving gospel of Jesus Christ for salvation, but also for sanctification. Mm-hmm. Yes, in this case, it's how ministry is done and not who does the ministry. Mm-hmm. That's coming up later. Mm-hmm. But we want to emphasize we're talking about the tools given to pastors and other Christians for the purpose of ministry. But it definitely touches on uh, who's doing the work here, you know, mm-hmm. as the, the article, uh, that this is on the merits of Jesus Christ because yep. uh, of what the Father has provided in his a predetermined plan of salvation. So mm-hmm. I, I do have a bone to pick with you, Brian. Okay, what's you that bone? Up, uh, you brought up last episode that we had not mentioned vocation. <laughs> we then, did. Well, we, and then we, then the, we the promised. First, yeah. <laughs> and then we did talk about vocation well, yeah, after again, that. Yeah. We, actually, we did. Uh, we, I brought it up once I, after that in the third episode of this. So yeah. in our Old Testament one, I did bring it up once, and that's also when I made no, it. No, that's so what I'm that talking about. You it. brought it up last week, but then after you brought it up, we didn't talk about it at all. We, just... we did actually, actually toward the end, I mentioned it again. I did. Oh, okay, but, I should um, pay more attention. The first two, we didn't. See, that's what happens, mm-hmm. man. You guys, I open my mouth, and you guys... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's oh, totally Brian's, what it Brian's is. talking yeah. again. Uh, Vocation. But I think that this is, I think this is wonderful on a couple a couple things. I know for me as a pastor, this is encouraging. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we see the power and the efficacy, mm-hmm. as Dr. Menseth would say, Ooh. of the gospel. So you know? he can use efficacy, and we don't correct you. If I use efficacy, you you make fun of me for being all theologically high-minded. <laughs> and well, I just want people to understand. So it's sufficient <laughs> in sufficient. and of itself to yep. do the work because mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit, God's yeah. work through the word, and that touches on that, but also for the believer as an encouragement yeah. that that God's word is miraculous, and please don't ever take mm-hmm. the gift of God's word for granted. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yep, amen. So we're going to read 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 11, and I'll read that in Jesus' name. It says, Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, in which you stand, and by which you are being saved, if you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but it was the grace of God that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we preached, and so you believed. Here ends the reading. Amen. 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 
I love how this works perfectly with the structure yeah. of Article 5 because yep. you have the actual historical content of the gospel sandwiched between the means of grace. Mm-hmm. So it opens up, I preach to you, and it is that gospel word that saves you, yep. mm-hmm. and you stand in that gospel word, and then at the end, whether it was I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. And so it, it's not just, the, it's not that Christ's death in his resurrection magically cause someone to be saved, mm-hmm. it has to be proclaimed. It yeah. has to be the yeah. ministry of the Spirit through the Word of God or there isn't salvation in the church. Yeah. And just also embracing that mystery of what exactly happens mm-hmm. upon proclamation of the gospel yeah. and in the heart of the hearer. Right. You know, and we just need to leave that to the Lord. Yeah. But it is the Lord who does the work through the Spirit. Yeah. It, it, we're we're just the the newspaper boys with the saying extra extra. You nope. know, it's a, <laughs> it's a really, news. Yeah. We're Balaam's talking docky. We yeah. just uh, proclaiming the good news. I yep. profess mm-hmm. that I'm the the, the back. <laughs> I said in the Old Testament they used the front end, and now with mm-hmm. me he's using the back end. <laughs> but it's I mean when, when you look at at Old Testament prophecy, and I know we're in the New Testament mm-hmm. here. So much is made in the church today of, of prophecy either generating a new word from the Lord or predicting the future that we miss that the actual vocation of the prophet, and yes, Ooh. I'm artificially inserting in this Vo- to make up for this. Vocation. Vocation. The vocation of the prophet was to, to relay the message that God delivered them to relay. And this is exactly what Paul takes up in uh, First, First Corinthians, Corinthians 15, 15. Uh, in light and the content of his message is the historical reality of Christ's life, death, resurrection, and ascension. Yeah. Uh, that means something. Mm-hmm. And so the vocation then of the pastor becomes one of proclaiming the word of God as it pertains to salvation because of what Christ has done. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's what we do and how we do it wrapped up into one. Mm-hmm. It was funny because when you guys quoted the scripture, you guys harmonized. <laughs> yeah, right. But 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 that's it. And so whether you preach or we preach, yeah. Hey, there you know you go. what I'm saying? There's this harmony. There's this picture. And yep. I've used this analogy before, but um, there was a. I believe it was the Boston Symphony. So if I don't have this information correct, forgive me. But I have the recording of it, and they chose to all just switch to instruments. Hmm. So they're all proficient in their own instrument. They're some of the best players of the world. They all switched instrument and tried to play <laughs> 2001 Space Odyssey. It is horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> but when they operated in the gift and the vocation that God chose yeah. for them, it's a beautiful symphony, yeah. all playing the same piece, proclaiming the same message mm-hmm. that Christ has risen from the dead. Yep. Yeah, it, it it's just... I, I don't know how you can encounter 1 Corinthians 15 mm-hmm. as a whole and come away without the importance first of the historical reality right. of yes. redemption, yep. yes. but also then the power of God's word. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because you start with the historical reality, you've got these, you know, the what, 500 men and three yep. through yep. seven or so. Uh, where Christ, you've got Christ, his death, his resurrection, his post-resurrection appearances. You've got the importance of the resurrection, like verse 21 or so. Again, we of all people are most to be pitied if Christ is not raised from the dead. Yep. You, Christianity goes away if not for the historical reality of Jesus. Yep. But 
get sandwiched around this passage, which we've already talked about, and then sandwiched at the end of First Corinthians 15 is thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Yes. And in talking about the sting of death and the power of the word and yeah. everything put together, uh, if you somehow were able to divorce the historical reality of Jesus Christ from the preached message of the Word of God, it's not consistent with no. w- what's being presented to us in Scripture. No, and in the context, it's funny because as we're going to, mm-hmm. you know, wrap up Article Five, Article Six is a new obedience, mm-hmm. and it feeds in there. And so the context of the Church of Corinth is they were doing mm-hmm. some kind of nasty stuff, man. Yeah, there was right. there was a lot of sexual immorality yeah. going on Sin within the congregation. Tolerated. There yep. was a misuse of, of the sacrament, the means of grace, in, in a way that people mm-hmm. were experiencing God's judgment. There was this over-spiritualizing of certain spiritual gifts, saying, I'm more holy than you, or I'm going to follow so-and-so, or I'm going to go to this person. It's almost like denominationalism. And all of these other things that were all rooted in selfishness, pride, and, and honestly, narcissism, And here he reminds us of the power of the gospel, our great source of salvation, and our source of sanctification, Mm -hmm. so that we, as we are convicted by the word, get our eyes off of ourselves for once Mm -hmm. in our Instagram or Facebook page, and get our eyes focused upon the cross of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. and embrace that whole life of confession and repentance toward a salvation without regret for the purpose of proclaiming the gospel. Yeah, it's what's great with what you just said, with what I'm noticing just from the first verse of chapter 15, is we've we've touched on several times that in American Christianity, the gospel is only used for the purpose of conversion. Mm -hmm. And once Mm -hmm. it brings about a conversion, we leave it behind and it's all moralism. The, the, oh, we're done with the gospel. Can yeah. we move on to something else? Well, it's mm-hmm. it's it is why I will say that American evangelicals get evangelism, but they don't get Christianity. They they get the the usefulness of the gospel to convert someone, to bring someone to faith, and then we all turn into these horrendous, self righteous, uh, Pharisaical moralists. Mm-hmm. And it's all about look at me, look at me, look at me. Just what you said. Yeah. Now, Paul's. Uh, Opening line to one of the most important chapters of the New Testament, and yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not particularly interested in ranking chapters, yeah. mm-hmm. but if if we're gonna gonna say a chapter right. that we absolutely can't live without, First Corinthians yep. 15 is a pretty important chapter. It yep. is, yep. it is. And and his opening line is now, I would remind you, brothers, <laughs> of the gospel I preached to you, meaning they're already saved in Christ. He's, he's preaching to Christians, yeah. and the thing he feels most compelled to preach to Christians, and, and mind you, this is the same group of people who earlier in the book he says, I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Okay. Identifying he's, the source of everything. He's, mm-hmm. yeah. What he's doing is, what you guys need to hear in, in your sinfulness and your folly, but also what you need to hear in your faith, because you're still brothers, is the gospel. And, and, and that's where Article 5 of the Augsburg Confession fits in with Article 4. Yeah. Article 4 is the reality of justification. Article 5 is what that justification means for us and how and we get it. How it flows so beautifully into mm-hmm. a new obedience. Mm-hmm. As an, you know, I just, yeah, I'm yeah. excited. So. Yep. so, this doesn't apply at all today, right? You know, where all the world is <laughs> crashing around us and we think that if we vote for the right party that, you know, America will be saved. And, of course, America is the new Jerusalem. I'm being snarky. 
And there's this patriotic, yeah, this patriotic nationalism that is infiltrated and infected our Christian theology. All of those things will not give you anything mm-hmm. in the realm of peace, yeah, it's bankrupt, or comfort, or perseverance. Nothing. It is absolutely like cotton candy. It is empty and has no spiritual sustenance mm-hmm. to it at all. Vanity I remind you now, brothers and sisters, of the gospel mm-hmm. I preached. And he continues to preach, yes, for the salvation of, of souls and evangelism, as you said, but also in the context of this, it's for sanctification. For the mm-hmm. maintenance of faith. And yeah, also right. to bring us to a place of confession and repentance right. and humility. Yep. But, and, but even more than that with what you said, and I don't mean to cut you off, mm-hmm. Brett, but verse 58, the last verse of this chapter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, yeah, always, always abounding in, in the a- work of the Lord, mm-hmm. knowing that in the Lord your labor is not, not in, vain. in vain. So I'm yep. going to ask you a trivia question. You guys weren't prepared for this. See if I know, see if you know the answer. Okay, Steve what, Harvey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what are the two halves of the Christian life? We talk about this all the time. Two halves. I haven't heard Assurance of salvation and vocation. Assurance of salvation and vocation. This is how I was going to say the, justification uh, and sanctification, so it's uh, kind of the same thing. We're going to nah. kick... Uh, <laughs> if you weren't the producer right now, Brian, we'd kick you off the pot. <laughs> but, but this is for all of the wokeness and the desire for political action mm-hmm. and the agitating and protesting for change. Uh, what what the church would say, just step back everyone and love your neighbor, which is what the church should be saying in the midst of all this. None of that is possible without the assurance of salvation. The Mm -hmm. peace and comfort that comes from it. If if we don't have the assurance of salvation of the gospel, what we're out there doing right now is exactly what the world is trying to do. And it's either trying to earn their righteousness or peacock their righteousness before everyone else. Mm -hmm. I really encouraged my congregation last week. I'm like, so I said, I want you to just kind of keep track of, of, of your time this week. How much time are you spending to devoting watching and worrying about the news around us and and the state of our nation versus how much time uh, you're spending focusing on the justification that we have in Christ Jesus and the wonderful hope that we have of eternal life. Mm-hmm. Now, and I, didn't, I told him, I said, I don't mean this as a crowbar or like some kind of guilt and shame thing, but when we begin to take in, it's kind of like food. I mean, if you're taking in things that are going to hurt your body, eventually your body is going to be hurt by that food. But if you're taking in things that nourish, sustain, and strengthen your body, that's what you're going to do. Now, this, again, is a response out of the gospel. It's a response mm-hmm. of abiding in Christ Jesus and continuing uh, in the mm-hmm. faith and, and allowing God to bring to completion that which he started. But we do have um, an, a cooperating responsibility to provide an environment for us and those around us to be nurtured and sustained through the gospel of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Yep. And I think we need to take that seriously now more than ever. Mm-hmm. I love how Apostle Paul does that in verse 10. He's talking about, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Mm-hmm. His grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them. But he doesn't stop there. He says, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is with it, with me. So he's mm-hmm. describing the ongoing need and the ongoing playing out of God's grace, working in him and through him as he shares that grace with others. And and that just builds on that phrase we've decided to focus on during this arc, that the Holy Spirit works when Mm -hmm. and where he will. Yep. Right? Well, however, we we use that Mm -hmm. phrase. And in, in the message here, 
in 1 Corinthians 15 and from Scripture is you are going to be wholly incapable of doing what you have been called to do, doing what you're passionate about, doing what you feel led to do without first being justified. Mm-hmm. If, if your desire in life is to be righteous among your neighbors, it will be an impossibility unless you are first righteous before God. And that is a declaration. That is not a process. Uh, th- that is not... Uh, that is not something God makes you. He declares you to be righteous. And then in that assurance, which is delivered by the repeated preaching of the gospel Mm -hmm. and the receiving of the sacraments, in that assurance, we then work at being rightly oriented to our neighbors. Mm -hmm. And, And that's where, you know, the last two, three months, all of the social justice agitating that has been going on, what has ended up happening in society, and it shouldn't surprise us because of original sin, is that entire process has either been inverted or justification is conflated with the virtue signaling and all of the the shouting down of the opposition. And and we were talking uh, off mic Uh, before we started recording for the day about this survey that was posted. Mm. And I've had a couple of friends uh, cited on Twitter that five in nine Americans, which is a weird number, but five out of every nine Americans think that someone's political views are enough to get them fired from their jobs. Mm. Wow. It's amazing that applies to both sides of the aisle. Mm. So that uh, an ardent Trump supporter thinks that voting for Biden is disqualification just as much as an ardent liberal thinks that voting for Trump is disqualification. And it's that type of clamoring for righteousness that is damaging for society. And the answer is right in front of us. The gospel delivering actual righteousness, Mm -hmm. the gospel delivering actual peace in, in in it's a it's a vocational issue through and through because i've said before we are incapable of loving our neighbor if we are not first comforted that god loves us that mm-hmm. kind of love does not come within us that kind of love only comes mm-hmm. through christ jesus and yep. the holy spirit working in and through us yep. uh, it's great stuff i mean you know, you you, you kind of just want to do an entire study on this whole chapter. Yeah, no, I right, know. I know. It's, it's, it's hard not to get into that. verses long. Mm-hmm. But it's so but, encouraging, you know, yeah. you know, the whole that we must take off the temporary to put on the eternal, you know, mm-hmm. as he talks about getting our new glorified bodies and yep. be raised to new life in Christ Jesus at Christ's second coming and how important it is that that is what really uh, is our source of hope and also that reminder that we are ambassadors, mm-hmm. aliens in a, in a strange land. Yep. And I think just having that eternal perspective, that whole this right. whole chapter is, I think, to really get our attention off of ourselves, mm-hmm. off of who we think we might be, like right. the, you know how important we think we might be right. or whatever, and to remind us, number one, who the source of salvation yep. is, who the source of sanctification is, vocation, yep. yeah. <laughs> and also the great hope that we have yep. that is not of this world. Right. I, I think it's from that mindset and that heart attitude that as the spirit is working through Paul to write this, that he writes in verse 11, which I think was a verse that drew us to this, whether then it was I or they, so we preach, so you believed Mm -hmm. and thinking about, you know, it's, it's the, not necessarily the emphasis on the messenger, but the message from the spirit of God working and uh, saving. Yeah. And the worthiness of that message Mm -hmm. and And the importance of it. 
the flow of this entire chapter, chapter 15, illustrates that. So mm-hmm. we, we, we've got the smaller bracket, but the what we talked about in, in the two lesson episodes we did on episode or episode five, uh, <laughs> article five, we... Star Wars that brain. Was a long time ago. Yeah, episode five. Star Wars brain. Uh, when I wasn't here. Yeah, one, one of the only uh, three correct actual Star Wars episodes. Episode yeah, five. right. Nothing yeah. else. Don't yeah. get started on that. <laughs> anyway, uh, what, one of the things we talked about is how the historical reality delivers the spiritual identity, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was salvation is accomplished on the cross and with the empty tomb in history, but it has to be preached to be delivered. This is the entire point of the chapter. We've got Paul uh, reiterating almost as a confession of faith. And in fact, if you dig into 1 Corinthians 15, uh, a lot of people will will claim that what Paul is writing here is like the first actual confession of faith yeah. that the church had, right? Yeah. In, in I delivered to you a, a, as of first importance that Christ Jesus died for our sins, that mm-hmm. he was buried, that he rose again. That historical reality delivers the spiritual identity of the last couple verses of the chapter uh, where Paul writes, when the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the preaching of the gospel that delivers the reality of the gospel that was accomplished by Christ to our hearts for the creation of faith. That's how it works. That's what Article 5 is all about. And our vocation is always rooted and flows out of mm-hmm. that reality. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It does yeah. not exist apart from that reality. No, yeah. no. And it brought us back to the quote, that, that Facebook quote that we brought up a yeah, couple episodes right. ago. What's more important following uh, Jesus or having True you know sound yeah. biblical theology? And it's both and. It can't mm-hmm. be either or. You can't separate those two or we don't have biblical Christianity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so understanding what it means to be saved in Christ Jesus isn't just a head knowledge. Uh, it's that bridegroom thing we talked about last episode where we are getting to know our bridegroom mm-hmm. and what he has done for us and the miraculous gift of salvation that we have in a way that honors him. Mm-hmm. And then allowing that to transform our hearts to the point where we want to serve other people. We want to love our neighbor as ourselves, out of the power of the Holy Spirit, focusing our mind on the gifts of the Spirit and mm-hmm. also the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, good. Any closing thoughts on... Article 5 or any of the, the, the insights one, from Scripture? Yeah. Just the one part that always has always was really meaningful to me, at least, is as I, I did have those rebellious years of just really running away from mm-hmm. the Lord and the church, uh, I always, as I did hear the gospel, and there was a part of me that wanted to receive it, but I didn't because I just felt that I wasn't worthy. You know, and I was, I, I was like, well, God can't forgive me for the mm-hmm. stuff that I, I've mm-hmm. done. And that was kind of narcissistic, and actually it's pride, is yeah. what it is. Yep. And and what I love about this is that even though Paul was a murderer uh, against the Christian church, and he says that in these verses, he was called mm-hmm. to proclaim the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. And I, I'm telling you, no one knows the full potential of a soul or a human being other than God. And God, his, the transforming power of his gospel is a lot more powerful than we give it credit for. And I think that that's a good reminder, especially in these days of chaos and turmoil, that in the midst of this, the gospel is true. 
Paul's trying to prove it to his his mm-hmm. his hearers that you can prove that Christ has risen from the dead, and we best hold on to that with all of our heart, mind, and strength. And, and what's amazing with that is, yeah, believing that God can't save you is the height of all narcissism. Yeah. But the reality of the situation is if you believe that you are not worthy to receive the gospel, That's you're exactly man. right. Exactly. You're not worthy to receive the gospel. That's why it's so amazing because God in his grace and his mercy, uh, without any merit of your own, gives you this mm-hmm. and I, through his work. I used it as an excuse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not yep. you know, not to give in, just to continue to resist. But, but here we go. Second uh, Corinthians. I thought this would be really appropriate. Yeah. The end of uh, chapter four in Second Corinthians, beginning in verse thirteen. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believed and so spoke. We also believe and so we also speak, knowing that He who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Please join us next week as we continue our discussion on the Augsburg Confession, looking at Article 6, A New Obedience. God bless you and have a great week.